everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bloody Good Horror. My name's Eric, and I will be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing The Boogeyman, not the 1990 Disney movie. Although we have talked about doing that several times here on the show. No, this is uh, the 2023 in theater Stephen King adaptation, John, of a short story that get this i've actually read hey yeah i don't believe it but i once read like three quarters of night shift i'm pretty proud of it <laughs> i if it's in night shift i've definitely read it i believe um, it is. i yeah. used that was one of my faves growing up i had the like paperback you know joining me tonight first up from the fiery hellscape that is new york city please welcome <sighs> mr john schnars to the show there's there's not fire here. It's like well, I understand, but it's orange there, John. I, saw I don't know. It is weird. It's um yeah, it's been kind of waxing and waning, but it's not great. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into that later. Next up from Philadelphia, real uh, rivalry going on here tonight. Please welcome Joe to the show. I don't know. Is there a Philly New York rivalry? I feel like Philly just hates everyone. Philly does hate everybody, but also Philly hates itself until <laughs> mm. other people then pick on said Philadelphians. <laughs> but Joe, God, it's so that, accurate. Joe, isn't that just <laughs> the origin of all hate? It is a cycle. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Moving right to the philosophy I here. Too heavy on here um, Eric, you, I think you like forget sometimes I'm from Philadelphia. I mean, I grew up in the Philadelphia suburbs. That's right. So That's right. If, if pressed, my loyalties are more to Philadelphia than to, I mean, at this point, my loyalties are to New York as the place I live, but I've never rooted for a New York sports team in as any way. As a person who has zero hometown pride, I just will adopt, like, I still am like, Boston is where, like, I don't tell people I'm from there, but like, yeah. I wouldn't dissuade from someone from believing that if they did. <laughs> like who wants to be from upstate new york john you talk about burnt hills are you familiar yeah. with the dim hills well that's the worst uh um <clears throat> the boogeyman we went to a movie theater uh yeah got yeah, some cool did. trailers uh what's that movie the blackening that looks pretty wild yeah, i can't wait for the blackening it's i didn't yeah. get that tra- i didn't see that trailer i got in Late, so I only saw maybe like two or three things. I think I texted uh, at least Casey and and Eric. I got the new Yorgos trailer. Have Ooh, you seen nice. it? What's it called? Yeah. It was more like a teaser. It was like forty seconds long. It's called like weird stuff or something. I don't know. Did you do you know what it's Poor called? Poor thing. Poor thing. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. It looks fucking ridiculous. It's basically. Do you remember that? Um, God, what was that movie called? Like sky captain in the world of tomorrow or something mm-hmm. like that it's it's basically that but with yorgos thematic things going on in it so now remind me yorgos did what the lobster killing of a sacred deer oh, dog tooth we wa- we've watched uh, most of his movies killing on of a sacred show. deer is one of the like the <laughs> maybe the most angry i've ever been on the show <laughs> I really hated that movie. That movie's fucking weird. <laughs> really hated I pit- it. that. I pitched to Laura to try to dress up as uh, Colin Farrell at the end of that movie for Halloween. I'm just gonna stand outside with a beanie pulled over my face and a little rifle. She's not really having it. No, she didn't dig that. Um, Speaking of things yeah. I might hate, um, Bo is afraid hitting video in a couple weeks, so we may be. You're very excited about soon. it. I I gotta know. I have to like. I was rewatching Hereditary the other night, 
Because it's Ari Aster, right? Is Bo is afraid? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I've I've seen Midsummer a hundred times. Like I love that movie. I was like afraid to rewatch Hereditary because it's so uncomfortable to sit through. And scene one, I'm like, this is the bleakest <laughs> film that I've ever seen, probably. <laughs> and it's, well, you know, what I kind of forgot. It's actually really scary. Yeah, it's fucking it's very scary. scary. So it's like this awful combination of like actually really scary. And just emotionally flattening on like every level, and it's like, God damn, dude. Yeah. So I just um, have to, I have to know what Bo was afraid. You, no, you, those you two are straight bangers. I'm actually very <sighs> excited to watch Bo is Afraid, but like the the way we're watching it is the way I probably would prefer to watch it because like there's a solid chance I'm going to break it up in two sittings, at least. It's what like at least three hours long. I think. Yeah, I think it's like a little over three hours. I mean, it's no killing, uh, or what is it? What's the new um, Scorsese movie? Killing the, of the Flower Moon? Yeah, the Killers that of the Flower Moon. That looks good. Moon. And as yeah, Scorsese is the one person that I'll sit through and like, I don't care. No. There's a, like, well, I took, look, I took I'm going to watch it, but I will. The Irishman. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, I'll watch it, but I'm going to pretend it's like a TV show where I'm watching an hour of it every day. The Irishman There's, is legit like watching three different movies in one. <laughs> it's, come on. Like, I like a lot of the Scorsese movies. I'm not going to... Scorsese and Leo together in the same movie? No, I know. Sign me. I know. Yeah. Well, we don't have anybody that talented to talk about tonight, John. Uh, so let's take a quick break and discuss The Boogeyman. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. Fuck the front time. Sometimes those they're just too long. I wanted to get I was I had something oh, to say. And sorry. Um this is like the first time in a long time we're coming in completely cold. I have no we did not pre-game the show at any level. Yeah, we've kind of been that's been falling off lately, which honestly I'm fine with. I don't I don't think we really we can just do it live, John, so to speak. We no no look, we did it live for many, many years, and then we were like, you know, we really gotta try to Well, and, we got in a couple fights. The thing is like that was when it was like, I'm just fully a character now. So I can just, you can say whatever you want. We're going to be fine. It's true. And if I think somebody's going to be a bummer on the show, I just don't invite them on. But like, I came in being like, I don't know, maybe Eric or Joe is going to like this movie and uh, we'll see. So, well, let's don't need to respond yet. Before we find that out, John, please bring mm-hmm. us the word of the day. Eric, today's word is. Idolon, Idolon, Idolon. I think it's Idolon. E I D O L O N. Idolon. Let's say it's a noun. It can mean an idealized person or thing, or a specter or phantom. Idolon. Hmm. It comes to us from the Greek Eidos. I think it's Eidos. Again, my Greek terrible. Eidos. E I D O S means form. Eidos gives us Eidolon. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, if you want to sound smart to people, instead of using the word ghost, you could say Eidolon. And they'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Smart and then you can be or like, like really pretentious. Yeah. Like it does say under the definition, it says literary, which is basically their way of saying pretentious. So, Love it. Mm-hmm. All right, Joe. What'd you think of the boogeyman? <sighs> 
Oh, wait, wait. wait Fargo, John. I was going to say, do we want to do any break? We can go straight to it. No, no, no. Tell me what this movie's about. Honestly, all right. So let me, I'll give you the background here. So this, I don't, I don't know if you all, I hope you look this up at some level. Rob Savage, director. I was excited to see Rob Savage was the director of a little film called Host. You guys remember Host? I say little because it was like 45 minutes long. That movie for the rest of my life is going to have a very special place in my heart. Because it was really one of the first things that was produced during the pandemic that like sort of came out. And it. I'm curious to go back and rewatch it because it honestly captured something that we are all living through in this like kind of specific way and was really good. Like it, in at least the way I remember it being quite good. It, it's a 45 minute movie. So like do with that what you will. But so Rob Savage, he had apparently directed one other full length or at least there's a movie in between host and boogeyman called dash cam which dash i haven't cam. seen yeah have you seen it no I yeah I, I mean i haven't seen it yet you know maybe that's one to pick up go back and pick up but yeah i mean eric mentioned boogeyman this comes to us uh well written by scott beck brian woods but it is based on a i believe 1973 King wow, short story. That is wild. It, well, Night Shift is definitely, I think really? it's the first collection. It's not counting the Bachman books potentially, but, um, and yeah, so it's, it's an old story. I have to believe if, if it's that old, it's kind of like passed through 18 different levels of optioning and development. Um, but here we are. Uh, this is a 20th century movie. Um, it also says Hulu, you know, 20th century was like the Fox studio. Um, presumably this is going to go to Hulu when it's done in the theater. Um, but yeah, uh, it's not, it's not, uh, from, from the handful of folks who have been producing all of the horror movies recently. So, you know, interesting. Um, it tells the story of a young family or a family of three, not, not necessarily that young. And sorry, I'm pulling up names now. Uh, Sadie Sawyer. And then their dad's name is what they've lost their mom uh, to a car accident. And they're just in the process of recovering. The dad is a psychiatrist. Well, he's a therapist. He's some kind of therapist. Um, he is struggling with his own grief. The daughters are also sort of dealing in their own ways. We sort of meet them a month later as they're returning to school. Um, and God, I can't even remember the first spooky thing that happens, I guess, is Lester. There's a guy named Lester something that comes to see the dad sort of out of the blue. And he says, I'm here because I need you to believe me that I didn't kill my family or my daughters. Um, but something else did. Uh, and then he is promptly murdered in the father's, in their home. The dad practices in his home. And this sort of precipitates a lot of spooky things happening now to this family, to this, you know, and they, you know, they go into a bit of like, it's, it's a very kind of straight up haunting slash possession film where it's like, now we need to understand the backstory of these people where this ghost might have come from. Um, also while we wrestle with our own interpersonal demons. Um, so yeah, let's stop there, I guess. And then we can kind of pick it up as we go. 
Word. What do you think, Joe? Oh, um, I didn't know anything <laughs> about this coming in, but uh, I, I'm usually really positive when it comes to, I can find a silver lining to pretty much any movie. I was not a big fan of this one. Uh, there's moments that I did like uh, as the movie starts to traverse from the haunting supernatural to like almost like a creature feature. I thought it kind of shined in those small moments. Um, it was juggling science and the non-science and its inability to really discern between the two was a little frustrating because the rules of the monster made no goddamn sense. Um, yeah, I, uh, I've seen better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, darkness falls and it kind of gave me that Mm. same sort of like early two thousands. Okay. This is, just one of the movies they're they're churning out right now. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're doing this. I did like the reference to host that it had in it, though. And so I guess it's trying to link all What's the that world. reference? I missed that. So uh, I forget who's watching a video about uh, seances, and it's the same oh, woman with the host. Oh, oh interesting. interesting. That's running the uh, seance, yeah. Oh, okay. that host. I was thinking the um, Korean one. Eric, no, we were not, just no. talking about how he directed the host. I'm saying so, I know. was not listening. I uh, not clearly the, not the good one. The the other one. Gotcha. I like the other one. I'm I here like, to support. I like, I like the host. Yeah. Uh, yeah, John, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I strongly agree with Joe. I I was very happy to go to a theater. I just it was like a moment in my week where I just needed a break, and so I was like, "Cool, I'm gonna go." I went by myself. I sat down front. I just sort of let it wash over me. I, honest to God, within 45 minutes, maybe on the walk home from the movie theater, couldn't remember four things about this movie. Like, it (laughs) is so indistinguishable Mm -hmm. from a hundred movies I've seen. Like, I mean, Joe, you sort of mentioned sort of early 2000s. I was thinking about, Eric, what was the name of the movie that we watched? where we spent a lot of time joking about how the movie poster had like a woman's uh, Odette posterior butt on it. Yes. I remember her name. I don't remember the name of the movie. It was called like the unknown or something the like unborn? that. Un- maybe unborn. That could unborn, be it. just unborn. Yeah. Oh my God. It like, it was that movie. It was like, well, here's it. It's, it is very much like a watered down smile. Um, Now, they were in development, like there's almost no way, like maybe people like knew that the scripts were floating around and like that they, that there's, there's a lot of similarities to sort of the mechanics of the ghost, or at least enough that it's like, guys, like, didn't you think this was like a little too close? Um, This one tries to like, smile goes the route of like, we're not going to tell you anything or like, we're going to tell you very little and like, we're just going to show you some like gruesome shit. This is PG-13, so you don't really have the gruesome shit. They then also, like, do the over-explaining thing. I mean, Joe, you were talking about how they can't decide which direction they want to go with how they're explaining. Um, it's like it's like there's a lot of narrative or exposition, but then none of it actually matters or, like, adds up in any serious way. The rules make no sense, which you mentioned. Um, 
you don't even really get the full creature feature payout because like you i mean even at the end they don't give you a full kind of view of this thing which fine like that's a decision they can make but if if you're gonna hang your hat on the fact that your movie is a cool monster like you kind of do need to show the monster at some point um it's like they're showing it but then getting so insane with the camera work that you're like well i can't make out what i'm looking at yes Mm -hmm. um this was I I just I spent a lot of time while I was watching this being like hmm, I've seen a lot of parts of this movie before. The other movie is Lights Out, which like I don't I didn't even like Lights that Out mon- yeah, that was the other that much. But like the mechanic here is like the demon can't go in the dark, sort of, or like maybe it can like or like it, like the light scares it, but then like it can also like come out during the day. Yeah. Even though it's like slightly shady in the room that it's in, like I don't know, it's very I'm like weird. fully on board with you guys. Um, <clears throat> I have read that story. Did you know that, John? <laughs> I but, actually uh, am curious. Like, wait, how, like the story is terrifying. Well, like, and I is, assume the story is the story like ten pages long. Like, I assume it's like a pretty. It's not that thin. long, and it's not that it's it's like one kind of series of events. It's not a movie's worth of story. Yeah, yeah. And like, in fact, multiple of the short stories in that book are like very some of the scariest things i've ever read like it's pretty wild and i have a lot of affection and like kind of um nostalgia for that story even though i was like kind of older when i read it i know a lot of people love it the problem is that the power in king's writing is this very unique especially this early stuff it's a it's the very unique and extremely powerful way that he describes people's like inner emotional worlds and dialogue. And the problem is that that shit just does not translate to screen. And so your film success largely is going to be rely. If it's a King adaptation on like how original or interesting is the actual base corporeal idea of what the story is. And the unfortunate thing here is that the base of what the story is is just just sounds like to your point, John. Every goddamn supernatural movie we've watched for now 10, 15 years. Yeah, this movie is very forgettable, and I mean that in the sense that like I barely remember anything that happened in it. And I saw it four days ago. It is. It's got a likable cast. Like I do really like um, the dude who shows up in the beginning that kind of gets them infected with the boogeyman thing. That guy, he's got a crazy name. I don't know if anybody can look uh, at I him. I always call him Damon, David Dalmatian because Dalmatian, I can't yeah, something. Oh. But that, he's yeah. a, so I just, I'm familiar with that guy. He's a really big horror fan. He writes for Fangoria. He's done stuff with Shudder. So like, I just like him a lot and it's cool to see people who are very into horror get to do stuff like this. And I think he brings like a creepy thing. And what I've heard, and I kind of thought this at the time, it's sort of like, you could argue that he's sort of like the character from the short story sort of passing on. This is kind of a continuation of the story and like a fleshing out of what happens in the story in the first one. Cause that's basically what the first one is, is about a person whose family gets the wife, the baby and then the wife. And like, then it's a whole thing. So that the stuff in the beginning is kind of fun. And I, I like the cast a lot. The dad is pretty likable. But again, just the setup, like he's, he's like dad, the mom is dead. Like, yeah, that, I mean, that's fair. I'm not saying, listen, he's not Leo DiCaprio, John, but like, but like the, 
just everything about the setup is literally as safe and Hollywood as you could possibly go. And I don't even necessarily blame them for the way they did this because there's nothing in the King story that is that crazy and out there. Like it's a very basic horror story that is so good and remembered because of the prose and the inner monologue and the emotional, the way he describes that stuff. There's just not much here. I, somebody in um, the Instagram questions was like, Oh, like how about that monster design? I kind of was just like, I don't, I couldn't tell you what it looked like. It was like, it looked like a, <clears throat> if you crossed a slender man with like alien three, like the alien dog, cause he's on all fours a lot for some reason. Yeah. But it's just very generic, creepy pasta, like shadow man with a weird face. Um, Have you guys, or do you guys watch, um, I think you should leave. Are you familiar with, I think you should leave. Mm. Okay. So the new season just came out, which it's taken him like two years to make. He makes like 50 minutes of, you know, TV and it takes him two years. There is a, the sec, I think it's the second episode of this new like set of episodes. There is like, (laughs) there's a thing where there's like a little creature and that's all I can think about now when I think about this thing walking around on all fours. It's whatever. It's like a reference that will not mean anything. Joe, you're going to see it now and you're going to go, nice. <laughs> so, um, I, Here's a positive thing I'll say. A couple of those early jump scares did get me. Like, well, I think there's some effective okay. jump scares. So this movie has, it, and it's it's a return, frankly, because we haven't seen something that hits the jump scares this hard in a little mm. while. The one jump scare got me so fucking bad. <laughs> there was a I couple, was, yeah. I was just like, do you remember you which one? It was the one where, and this is the other thing. And I mean, we talked a little bit about how the, um, the rules don't make a ton of sense. There's a lot of like, is this happening in real life or is it happening in their head? Like, which right. I kind of like smile. Yes, which is why I did not like Smile as well. Um, it was the one with the door. She like, there. I, all I remember is like, she like goes over to the door to open the door and then the door, like, I think it falls down and stuff like goes into her mouth or something. There is a weird it's mouth. It's a thing, dream sequence. It is. I think it is a dream sequence. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, she goes to open her door and literally whatever just gets the boogeyman vomiting into her mouth. But the door also like falls on her and like the way the camera does, like it like does the camera turn thing. And mm-hmm. I, it was just like they played a loud noise. <laughs> you know, it was like super quiet. And then they're like, it's like, oh, fuck. But like, you so. know. That experience can have its charms too. It can be annoying, but like totally. Joe, I'm interested in your what you're talking about with science here. Could you expound on that? So they have the therapist and the fact that he's supposed to be essentially working out these problems, but clearly can't even denote his own issues. And then when they take the youngest daughter. Uh, to see the other therapist because she's now starting to see the boogeyman, but he's unaware of it. They think it's just grief kind of coming out. Um, some of the, the, the way that they try to explain, Oh, this is just your fear. It, it's just crazy to put a child in a situation where she's immediately pissing her pants. Um, and the fact that the therapist didn't do anything to pull back on it. And then they go, back to her 
I love the light gimmick though. I was pretty in for the like the like first of all, the yeah, light the was red. red. Box. Yeah, it was this weird shape. It she was like, the light is gonna go on and off yeah, and, that until was, it's all yeah. the way off. That was a good scene. The, the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the what they were doing there. But it's early enough in the movie, and sort of Joe's point, there's also, and this is we this comes up in a lot of movies. There's the issue of like we're gonna put a child into extreme duress very early in a film. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's a little bizarre, but I don't know. Um, see, I'm okay with messing with kids, but when you do it for the plot device of you're trying to help them, it makes zero sense, especially when you're coming from like a professional angle that her dad should know well, like what sort of practices like she's about to go into. Presumably the and, dad knows this. They, they don't get into it, but it, this therapist they're taking them to, it must be a friend of the dad, no? Yeah, or like a colleague or something along those lines. I yeah. know, uh, I'm sure you don't want to cross the, uh, the hypocrite, like whatever barrier in therapy. Like, don't treat your own family, I imagine, is something you never want to be doing. But that comes up later in the movie because the daughter says to him, I, you know, I wish we could just talk or something like that because he's going so far as to not even talk with them about what's happening in their lives. Yeah, which is like, I think the most realistic part with, uh, because you have a man with a beard who's just unable to express <laughs> his emotions and that just felt, <laughs> it felt real. Yeah, that's why I'm always cleanly shaven. Um, <laughs> it was, never. yeah. It was a little. Yeah, we're like a three stages. I like it. Yeah, it was a little on the nose for me. Again, not shockingly so. Um, that when uh, I can't remember, it's I think it's Lester says something to the effect. It might be this. Actually, might be in the trailer. He says like he doesn't call it the boogeyman, or maybe he does call it. He's like it's the thing that comes for your kids when you're not paying attention to them. And then the rest of the movie is basically the dad not paying attention to the kids for potentially legitimate reasons, like his own grief and yada, yada, yada. It just, it, it got, it became very obvious sort of like where this was going very quickly. And then it, and then it just like went there. It didn't, it did not try to, wasn't challenging us. Well, then I had questions like when, um, establishes the rule of how the boogeyman can or cannot approach light. And Mm -hmm. it's apparently able to interact or at least take down electrical light. (laughs) Except for whatever power source the youngest girl was using for the lights that she wrapped around her own body Mm -hmm. when the entire house is out of power. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I come from a kill it with fire generation. I'm shocked that that wasn't one of the first things that you would try to do. Well, it's a big plot point in Lights Out that where people are like using light boxes and like just blasting out with light. Like, you know what scene drove me insane was at the end, towards the end, when the kid is playing X fake Xbox or whatever. And that, we all know what's going on at this point. It's boogeyman, light, whatever. And sitting in a dark room. Yeah, like relying yeah, on the light from the game console, and it's like, turn. Surely, there's a light switch in this room somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Eric, did you texted during? I guess you were when you were watching the movie. You're just like, why do keep people? T- why do people keep turning out the lights? <laughs> 
It's insane. Yeah, it is. It is. It is pretty dumb. You know, I mean, I guess it goes this. It goes back to the like Nightmare on Elm Street thing of like you just need to stay awake. At, at some point, you're going to be in the dark. And you it's, know? here's the thing: like, but, if, to to what I'm remembering, it's never not inside of a house, right? Like, we never see it outside. Uh, yeah, true. Because that one woman is like holed up in her house, and all I could think was, "Go outside. It's daytime outside." Um. Yeah. Yes. And I've never seen this thing not be in a house. <laughs> we got it. Can we talk about the woman? So Lester's wife. So Lester, I mean, look, it's a tragedy. Three of his kids. I, I guess we're to understand. So he had three kids. The oldest child dies tragically. And I believe that's when the boogeyman comes into their life. And then the boogeyman kills the next two kids. I thought it was the youngest. The uh, infant dies of SIDS. Oh, but okay. I think they associate. He thinks it was actually the boogeyman. All right. I mean, okay. I gray area. Right. I, there. It was unclear in any event. Whatever. So they lose three children. He's now sort of grief stricken. But again, this is where it's unclear. I guess the boogeyman is haunting him still. Is the boogeyman haunting the wife? The wife has somehow in the time between when he died and then like two days later when this girl is coming to her house has like basically solved the boogeyman thing. She sets up this whole like booby trap with shotgun shells and trip wires. And again, the boogeyman, which can't be touched by light, also can trip a trip wire. Like what? What like is it? Can it? Be is shot. it a physical like form? A, it, it seems like a physical being. Doesn't it get shot at some point? Well, it gets shot a bunch yeah. of times and then seems to be fine, though. But it does thing. take a bullet. Like it's not going through it. Yeah. It. It absolutely led to like a uh, if it bleeds, we can kill it moment, which I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Joe's like, I'm a goddamn whole ass scientist, so like, <laughs> you have to do well, better than that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just like references to Predator. <laughs> I um, I was ultimately fine with how they dispatch of it. It just, I mean, again, when we're like beating a bit of a dead horse, I guess, or the horse might still be alive and we're just continuing to beat it. But the, it just doesn't add up. Like it doesn't a hundred percent make sense. None of it really makes sense. Um, so I don't know. Whatever. Is now, this? I was. Go ahead, Joe. So no, no, go, go, go. I was more confused by the fact that um, what's uh, it's Sadie mm -hmm. manages to get high off of a single hit of like I don't know if you know how old that weed was that she mm -hmm. found mm -hmm. in a tin, but like what? So okay. And, her friends, why would you invite that stupid bitch that was like making fun of her dead mom and all of that okay, to your right. house? So, okay, you're bringing, you're hitting on something that was very, that, and this is something that I bring up anytime this comes up. And then Eric gets upset and says, like, say. I, do, I don't understand people <laughs> or something. That girl was so mean to her. It, I don't believe it. Like, it's, I just don't believe. No. Look, kids today. Are not that mean to each other. John, Maybe in our day, Eric. Teenagers, was, teenagers are the devil. Dude, that girl was like, I heard your mom died, you bitch. It was just like, what? Like, what? Why are you being so mean to her? It just. There's this scene in Halloween 4 where a bunch. So little Daniel Harris, right, is like 
um, Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter. And in that timeline, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis is dead. And they start singing a song about how she's an orphan to her face. <laughs> yeah, but like, again, <laughs> in a movie that's that dated, I can just like, whatever. I just And then one it. of them goes, Jamie's mommy's a mummy. Because <laughs> it's Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Topical. I just, <laughs> it's great writing. So, but then to Joe's point, there, she's such a total bitch to her. But then it's like, but, no, but we're, we're friends and we're going to the logic. Out. Like, to, I mean, what the way they kind of write her is like <clears throat> that this one friend is her childhood friend who now has a new group of friends. Mm-hmm. And so she's the one who's being like, no, no, they really like you. And it's like, really? I doubt that's the conversation behind the scenes. Yeah. It's more like I blame more the friend for being like, yeah, this is a great idea to bring these people over. Yeah, I, can't I mean, that, that's also true. <laughs> um, just to defend the weed situation for a second. Totally yeah. agree. She de- like, I just was, I was just like, I guess the boogeyman's getting her high or something. Like, the, There's no way the amount of drugs that she inhaled pr- would produce the psychoactive effects she was experiencing. What I was going to say is if this was marijuana that the mom, who was an artist, was using roughly a month ago, like if it was like freshly, it's unclear because the tin is so old and beat up looking. You you sort of have to ask, is this a tin from when the mom was a teenager or is this a tin that the like artist mom was using four weeks ago when she got in her car accident? And like maybe at that point, maybe that joint is consumable is what I would say. That tin yeah, was not like, airtight, just to be clear. Like that was that shit would I be mean, very I didn't, not, I didn't get high the first time I smoked pot. Same. Totally. Fake, fake the shit out of it. And then <laughs> it took me probably three or four times. Yeah. 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 No, it was like I think at least two. Which is really weird. What's the science behind that, Joe? Uh, uh, cannabinoid cannabinoid receptors receptors need to get kind of uh, like uh, wake up you gotta warm them up get brain used to uh, this weird chemical that you're introducing to it then it gets cool (laughs) kids at that point it's like I imagine your uh, brain's just kind of like no what are you doing stop it's just kind of batting away like gnats Mm -hmm. so what we're saying is if you're gonna try drugs you gotta try them multiple times exactly just to make sure it sticks find that boogeyman weed yeah pulling out (laughs) teeth out of your throat (laughs) Uh, and then that was another thing so i've pulled a few children's teeth out of their mouths um, they tend to be really fucking terrified. That was maybe the bravest mm. I've ever seen a child. Where, oh like, my you god, that I'm scene! Like, yeah, <laughs> and how nonchalant the sister was about you slamming that door. Like, no part of that's a good plan whatsoever. No, I mean that is how you that I that's like a thing you do to pull teeth. That's I mean, I've not done do it on TV kids, shows, John. No one has ever done that in real life. No, I've no. had it to yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, two of your kids are yours. Uh, so two of my own personal teeth. So it's like some boomer one, bullshit. One of my kids. Yeah, and, it was like uh, one for when Ava I Ava will talk too. about that to her therapist when she is Yeah, she's I just let that fall out. You can handle that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't Whatever that, yeah, that scene. <laughs> and like, what is, what is the boogeyman doing with that tooth? Other, oh, I... 
it's just new to save. The thing, I guess, in defense of the way the Boogeyman works here, the movie does set forth this idea that the boogie, I think Lester says it, the boogeyman is going to scare you to death. Like basically it lives off your fear or it, it's sort of, that's like what drives it. Um, because otherwise it, you get back into this, what the hell is it doing? It, it, this is the least efficient way to kill and harvest someone, you know? So in that case, though, so the boogeyman's like, and we see it in the one scene where it attacks Sadie and it's like sucking her fear juice out of her body, which was weird looking. Yeah. But when it interacts with Lester, it you hear the confrontation behind closed doors, closed walls, but then it looks like he hangs himself. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Well, yeah. Agreed. I just don't know. Um, with his wife. No, I mean, um, he didn't actually hang himself. I assume the demon hung him. But to your point, why didn't it just suck the fear juices out of him? Exactly. <laughs> right. Which That's are a really thing that we point. all know about. <laughs> so The fear juices. Which took a long time, by the way. They, there hard. was it. The thing had to pin her down and then do the juice sucking. You know what it's like? It's like Shang Tsung and Mortal Kombat. That's like his uh, deal. Yeah. Yeah, but he was way more efficient. It was like a like one yeah. slurp situation. Fear juices out real quick. This was we got to build dramatic tension. Let's mm-hmm. let her you know deal with this for a little while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're making a new Mortal Kombat, John. Did you see that uh, game? Now Liu Kang is the Thunder God and not Raiden. Raiden is just is but a lowly farmer. Hmm. It's like a it, reboot of the universe, but like. I, which I find more interesting than this movie that we're talking about. <laughs> but I, you, like they're start, it's like a new game. This is a game we're talking about. A not- new game and in the story mode, they're rebooting the universe, basically. Cool. Interesting. For like the 10th time. Yeah. So I mean, much all canon. All people care about is how gory it gets and mm-hmm. how weird it yeah, is. There, really will there be babalities? Is my, I read a really I good story about. about Mortal Kombat developers getting PTSD after the last game <laughs> because of the research they had to do on anatomy. Because <laughs> it's a lot different than when you made like pixel blood in like 1993. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll have some red spray come out. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so there, I don't know if you, because you don't really remember the story, right, John? As I were saying, I mean, did I, believe, I did I don't, stutter? Don't, no. don't, <laughs> don't quote me on this, but someone kind of jogged my memory that at the end of the short story, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. the therapist that he's talking to the whole time turns out to be the boogeyman. Ooh. I believe. So I got texted from a uh, mutual friend, uh, Allison. Mm-hmm. Who said that the boogeyman in the story was actually the dad? Oh, and it, oh, oh, and then like, so the dad's like, <laughs> I feel like Eric needs to go back and read this story again. So maybe it's <laughs> from the therapist's point of view. I don't remember. Anyway, but they kind of nod to all of that at the end where she gets called back into the therapist's office. And I thought for sure we were like, oh, I was like, oh, are they going to do something like kind of fun and crazy with this ending? No, she looks at an open door with a dart where it's dark inside and just like, she just looks like, no, nah, I'm good. And then like walks away. Closes the door on it. They just, when, the clearly, when clearly a, a voice that was not the therapist called her back in. So like, yeah. what is what happened? No, I mean, to me, that was, I mean, then horror has been doing this since, you know, what, the 40s or something like 
that was just let's leave the door open for a potential sequel and no totally the fucking boogeyman gets got at the end of this movie there's no this movie should be the end and then it's done and we move on they 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 felt like that i don't think they were doing anything clever with the story like the stephen king story is what i'm saying it's just it's impossible for me to view something like this in a vacuum i just can't it's like everything else what do you mean like of course not i know but like somebody who picks up this movie in 20 years will be fully doing that and god help them they apparently spent 35 million dollars making this movie that's crazy Mm -hmm. town I where twenty eight, which is even crazier. It was say again. Uh, it's already made twenty eight million back. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean like, yeah. I, That's not amazing. I mean, the, no, it's okay. I mean, it's. I don't know what how widely it was distributed internationally. Like this, you know, it didn't like blow the doors off. No, I mean it. They might make another one. Although this was. Walt Disney, the Disney company distributed this and it's just like not in their wheelhouse. So I would be a little surprised if they kind of kept running at this boogeyman universe. It's not, I don't know. Um, But I just, I I come back to, I mean, I think Smile was made for a small fraction of what this was made for. I just don't understand like, where did the money go? Was Smile a Blumhouse thing? No. No, it was, uh, I, I know believe, that was like a short, right? That was, yeah, there was a short and then it was developed for Peacock, I believe. I think it's a universe. It was universal and it was developed for Peacock and then they watched it or maybe was it Paramount? Am I getting my streaming I services? Know. I did confused? not care for that movie. And then, um, they, the, basically the creative executives watched it and were like, oh, this could play in the theater. And so it did. Hmm. And then it made a fuckload of money and there's going to be like three more of those. So. Get ready. Do you think the next one's going to be smiles? Smiley. Hmm. Uh, what would you recommend this movie, Joe? No, I would not. Jonathan? No, absolutely not. I would also say no. I recommended Pooh, Blood, and Honey last week, but not this. Get out of here. We all did, John, except Elizabeth. <laughs> There you go. Um, oh let's my god! Just take a quick break. What's what's up, Joe? I was saying this is a much better. I've never heard the title said out loud like "poo, blood, and honey," and it just, it just hits a little bit different. There's a million. Di- there's a million it. better titles you could have given that movie. We discussed it at some point. Did you see it, Joe? <laughs> have you seen it? No, I've yeah. uh, that and like the Grinch movie with them taking the, uh, the like the old I. IPs that are now public domain and turning yeah. them into stuff. I my interest wanes really quickly. Yeah, yeah. That's All right. It. Let's uh take a quick break and do some fan mail. Someone has brought back the deadliest criminals in the city. Remember the good old days when guns killed people? Uh-oh. But someone else just brought back the most dangerous cop. You're good and you're dead. Treat Williams, Joe Piscopo, dead heat. You can't keep a good cop dead. Rated R. 
Hi, this is Harvey Stevens, Damien from The Omen, and you're listening to Bloody Good Horror. slash bloody good horror you can now talk to us in real time on youtube we've been putting up some comments we've been getting during the show get a live stream get access to back episodes (coughs) all the back episodes if you're feeling real froggy uh slack you know what slack was talking a lot about today john yeah wildfire smoke oh god so here's my story i don't i recently fully got out of like the news business for the first time in like 16 years and i'm so burned out on it that i don't literally consume zero news like other than i read a little bit of political stuff in the morning i don't watch any local news i don't watch any like national news i don't so if there's like a new pandemic do you want me to text you i find out from twitter pretty much is what happens um I read the Daily Beast in the morning. Like, they'll tell me if there's a pandemic. Gotcha. But I didn't know about the fire at all. So I take my kids to school and I'm like, boy, it smells like smoky. But I, there's a lot of people in this neighborhood that burn stuff all the time. Like, I'm in the burbs. So, like, it didn't phase me. I, at my lunch break, worked out outside for an hour and it was like orange and smoky. And I was like, this is really weird. Like, somebody must be really getting it today. Like, what's going on? So then at the end of the day, I go to get my kids from, after school, whatever. And I live like in a valley, there's like a river and the river, like you can't see the other side of it from smoke. And I'm like, Oh, this is like a, so I called my mom. I'm like, is there something happening in the news with fire? <laughs> She's like, uh, yeah. So anyway, that's my story. Hmm. So yeah. I, to- I, I didn't clock it that much. And then they started, you know, and then it was sort of, Hey, uh, just be aware of the, the, whatever air quality is going down. And then it was, you couldn't see things four blocks away. It looks apocalyptic in New York today. It's, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Yeah. It's not great. I, um, my allergies, I, I, my allergies, I thought I was having really bad allergies sort of like Monday, Tuesday. And I think it was just a fucking, I'm sure the whole time. It's I'm not sure. Yeah. My nose is just super irritated, but you know, I'm what? Much more important than that, John, today <clears throat> is that it's my birthday. It is my birthday. Period. It is. It is. Did you tell Joe? Did Joe know? Uh, he's on Slack. Know. I'm sure he saw that uh, at some point. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'm always uh, amazed about how people keep track of all of that type of stuff in, uh, in the Slack group. They're oh, so good so at it. Nobody knew, and I don't really tell people, but I think Elizabeth posted and then people saw it. I think that's how it ended up bleeding ah, into nice. Slack. Yeah. Um. 41 years young, John. Mm-hmm. I know mine's you're like 27 days ahead of me. So 
Oh, okay. Very cool. What, um, any excitement? Any, any 41 year old? Here's why I was excited. Here's why I was excited today about being 41. Do you remember last summer I was complaining about back pain all the time? No, what are you talking about? You never complain. <laughs> like Casey and I was every pre-show just Casey and I talking about our sciatic pain. Well, Casey got a metal rod fused to well, his spine, fine, so but, you know, you know, sciatic pain is a is a uh, uh, its own pan- tan- pandemic, John. Like, yeah, yeah. So I started doing like uh, working out with kettlebells last year and doing lots of squats and leg exercises, and it occurred to me recently that my back pain has completely disappeared. Like from a hundred to zero in a year. And so I'm feeling pretty good about that at 41, John. Very nice. I'm very happy for you. And, uh, you got to maintain it at this age. That's the important thing. We definitely got to maintain it. It ain't going to maintain itself. It's true, man. It's true. Um, all right. Info at bloodygoodhorror.com. We got an email here from Gina. This is mostly for Joe because I didn't even know this actress's name. I had to Google her. Let's play Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Can you connect Toby Hooper to Samantha Egger in six or less movies? It can be done. It separates the men from the final girls. <laughs> Fuck. So Joe, I don't even know who not- Samantha Egger is. I just had to Google her. She's like a 60s I- actress. But that's like your wheelhouse. It is, yeah. Oh, and I should know it. And for there's always those great moments where, as soon as I see her face, haha. <laughs> so, have you ever seen the movie Curtains? I've heard of it. I don't think I've seen it. One of the best masks in like slasher film history. It's just kind of like this droopy, wild red hair, and it's all it's a winter movie. So it uh, some of the killings take place on like a uh, like a frozen pond outside. Hmm. Ah, all right. So she was also the main. She's the main actress in The Brood. She's the mom. Yes, 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 yes. That's how I know. All right. So how to get to Kevin Bacon from her or vice versa? I No, no, no. To get to Toby Hooper. This says get connect Toby Hooper to Samantha Agger. So you can go either way. Oh, all right. Well, I guess you got to go what Toby Hooper and maybe. Craig, where's Craig T. Nelson land us? I feel like that heads us in the correct direction. Poltergeist. Wait, I'm just guessing. Major Dad. No, we're not Major Dad. Which he was the football one. What show was that? Coach. <clears throat> Coach. Ah, uh, so yeah. No, this is a great puzzle. One that. Do I'm you want to take like 10, 15 minutes and get back to us? Yeah word let's circle back to it stars just walked away so okay (laughs) um let's see if i can pull up some hashtag ask bgh on twitter seeing the sausage get made here people all right do you believe in the boogeyman or anything like it my parents house had radiators that clanged in the middle of the night and i was convinced it was freddy that's from schnecky 91 yeah, no, I, I'm a big no with almost yeah. all supernatural stuff. Uh, I tend to be uh, boring in that aspect. I did have shit I was afraid of when I was a kid, though. Like, I 
we had this, I've, I've talked about this before, but in my parents' basement, there's basically like a, a bootleg, like hole cut in the wall with a weird half door thing that leads to where the, I think the hot water heater is, but it just a hundred percent looked like a murder door. Like the, like a killer lives back there. Okay. So See, I did not, I did not like being in my parents' basement alone. I was afraid of crawl spaces, but that was more f- because of like the like bugs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bigger thing for me was in ni- when I was ten years old, so it would have been nineteen ninety two. My I asked my mom to rent me horror movies at the grocery store because that's when you could. It was all there. She brought me back Halloween two. I watched it upstairs in the attic by myself in a dark room. And I had nightmares all summer and couldn't sleep. Like <laughs> Michael Myers was my actual boogeyman as a kid. <clears throat> this is what scared us. Uh, do you believe in the boogeyman or anything like it? And, or what scared you as a kid, I guess, is a broader uh, question. I mean, I was scared of like just all random shit. The, the, the crawl space, is, that's a good one, it, you know. Mm-hmm. whatever it was like i don't want the bugs touching me and it's also just like i'm not claustrophobic but also it's like that you weird don't thing need you to put yourself like in that space down yeah so it's not great uh next from chris you ever read anything you've ever read doesn't have to be stephen king that has not been made into a movie yet but should oof um well so there's a Stephen King thing that I'm still baffled has never been made, uh, which is The Long Walk, uh, which is one of the Bachman books. Um, it's sort of like dystopian sci-fi-ish. Um, and at like they've made literally every other Stephen King thing, including mm-hmm. many of the short stories. That's one that I feel like, you know. Maybe I'll do one of these days. I've not read a lot of things, but surely someone's going to take a stab at a House of Leaves movie someday, right? I, like, it's. I thought it was in development or slash production. That's wasn't what, it? but it's been in development forever. I feel like, yeah, like, it, that's going to happen eventually. No, to, uh, who I mean, knows what it's going to look like? It could have, could be unbelievably awful, but I did see them trying to push for a new uh, Mike Flanagan's Dark Tower and Stephen King giving his uh, full support. We'll see if that ever happens. I mean, as a full movie, you'd have to find a studio that would want to put money into that thing. I think it was Amazon doing a series. Yeah. Yeah. Series makes more sense. I think we said that when we reviewed it, like this needs to be a series so you can actually follow what the hell's happening. I, uh, I've never read any of those and I didn't, I've never seen any of the movies or maybe I guess there was only the one movie. The movie was weird. It was kind of like YA, like the way they sort of did the movie. Um, the one with Idris wasn't Idris Elba. Idris Elba, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Levi wants to know from YouTube, Joe, have you seen the other Boogeyman films? Uh no, I have not. I've seen the Boogeyman and Bride. Oh, that's of Boogie probably Man. what I'm thinking of from Disney. The Disney one. I yeah. Now that was a thing that I saw so young, I didn't know it was supposed to be like funny or whatever. It is right, <laughs> like it's kind of funny. Like I have a lot of things like that that I saw when I was a kid, but because I didn't understand comedy or satire because i was so young i actually just became afraid of them and like still am. 
So I remember that playing on like ABC. They'd play it like the Friday of whatever Halloween weekend it was uh, about to go down. And I, I love that. That was a yearly tradition for me. And I passed that on to my kids. But I haven't seen um, – I know in 2005 they made another movie called Just Boogeyman. And I did not see that one. I think I maybe have seen that I one. I think we okay. did that one potentially. It's And it's decent. Famously, I've said this in the show, but famously, I saw Air, the original Airplane at a really young age and was terrified of it. Like, one of what? my earliest memories is being terrified of the scene where the pilots turn into, like, blow-up dolls. <laughs> it's scary. Dude, I was like, who's flying that plane, dude? They're going to crash. That's weird. I watched that movie with my grandfather so when bizarre. I was trying to, like, seven. It's so bizarre, though. Like, if you see it at a young age, how is a young mind supposed to make sense of any of that? I, That's how I learned to inflate a lot of blow up dolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, um, I, I just don't know how Leslie Nielsen could ever scare anyone. That that mofo. Just, I don't know, man. He was so good. He used to always play the villain in like made-for-TV movies I back in the him, day. Yeah. Or if uh, you ever see Day of the Animal, which is one of those when animals attack, he ends up being. Um, kind of the human uh, antagonist in uh, the survivalist group of tourists and to watch Leslie Nielsen fight a bear shirtless fight a bear on a mountaintop during a thunderstorm yeah. that, that as Al Pacino says in once upon a time in Hollywood, that that's cinema. <laughs> I mean, that's why I always loved him in creep show because he plays the bad guy and he's really good at it. Yeah. Like he's so smarmy. Uh, all right. We are on to Instagram. Loyola Rambler Ryan says best short story from night shift question mark. I'd have to go through the list. The only like, ones I remember are this and the one where the eyeballs are the alien eye- eyeballs are growing in the guy's hand and they're like sort of like peering into the world from through another like dimension. Uh, and that was really good. But and that's all I really remember. So I'm going to say those so, two. So uh, the mangler is in oh. there. He's really the good. Where, the one where the dad is turning and slowly turning into a monster and he keeps sending his kid to the store for beer. Yeah. Um, the, I, uh, the creep show on series on shutter did a version of that. That's like awful. What was the movie that um, there's an anthology movie? Cat's eye, I think has a couple of these cause quitter, yeah. quitter zinc and battleground. Uh, I remember being fun. And I think those were both in the cat's eye film. Um, there is oh children of the corn is in there sometimes they really back yeah it's a this is a really good collection i like i said i used to read this when i was whatever 10 and and jerusalem's lot yeah jerusalem's lot that um i wasn't sure if the jerusalem's lot predated salem's lot i guess it probably did right i think it did yeah because that book the, the, the full salem's lot is also excellent so um yeah eric what is the oh the ledge that is also i think in cat's eye isn't it or whatever the hell cat's that movie eye, is that i'm thinking cat's of. eye is not one that i'm super familiar. like i've seen it bits of pieces of it on tv but i've never really sat and watched it uh i just remember there's a cat that like ties all the story that's like the wraparound is this cat we're going through the city is it oh you know what it says it was converted into teleplay for the television series Nightmares and Dreamscapes. Maybe that's what I'm getting 
confusing. Oh, I don't know. I thought it was. Yeah. Um, next up from Humble Kevo. Can you guys review Possession? I just watched on Shutter and it's trippy AF. Oh yeah, we've been talking it about they, it for a long time. I watched it when they put it on. My thing is, I feel like it's a lot to sit through, and I'm not super looking forward to sitting through it again. Like, <clears throat> I also, as far as like, um, Shutter unearthing obscure movies, I have a really high bar now because of The Devils that <laughs> I watch, and and literally, I was like, that was pretty good. It's no Devils. It's not the same. It's uh, it could happen it, if we end up in a dry spell and like need a movie. Yeah, it, it's it's such a it, it hurts to watch, especially the older you get. It's really just a marriage it's brutal story. When they're like leaving a kid horror. alone and shit. Yeah. But yeah. what's I think what's really interesting about it is how it plays with their the character's sense of reality and time, like the way Sam Neill we'll just discover it's been six weeks when he thinks it's been hours or something <clears throat> really, really trippy. It's, cool. I gotta watch it. I mean, whether we do it or not, I gotta, it's been on my list for a long Young time. Young Sam Neill, a very striking gentleman. <sighs> He's the man. Amazing uh, performances abound. What was everybody's favorite and least favorite Stephen King adaptation? Hmm. I mean, who there's been so many bad things like the I didn't, the I, bad I things is too. I was gonna say the shining for both, but it's it was the shining for both, really. Yeah. Like I and that's sort of a funny thing because Kubrick's shining, like famously so different from the book, but it's one of the best horror movies ever made, if not the best. And you don't wouldn't know this, John, because you're not on Twitter, but there's a one hundred percent the shining TV miniseries has seen like a mini, like you hear people people will come out of the woodwork now and be like, that was really good. Those people are liars and are being tricked by their own nostalgia because no, they were like eight when they saw it. Yeah. John. I don't just, believe that there is like a serious push <laughs> for people to consider that a good piece of. Yes, there culture. are 100% think pieces about <laughs> it that exist right now. The fact, like everyone, you know, says these things around like, oh, the Kubrick Shining changed so much. It didn't, it does not change the fundamental elements of the story. Like. I don't know. Like, it's like an interpretation, but it is not. I mean, yeah, like plot points change, but whatever. It, the book's yeah, great. What's interesting about the it movie's is also great. They're both great. It is just. Stephen King was annoyed about it. That's what why he really talks did. About what he. Right. And people want to be like, I'm like Stephen King. I'm annoyed yeah, by it. Too. Exactly. Like, whatever. But what he, what he really did was like hardcore streamline that story into yeah. just the basic elements of what makes it scary. But the That's one what thing, all good adaptations do. Here's <laughs> you know? the one thing that I think. That I can understand why King was upset about that. Like, they, I, it makes sense. Like, King wrote it, a very, I've, which I've actually read. He wrote a very nuanced story about a man's like slow turn to insanity. Whereas in Kubrick's movie, you could argue Jack is batshit crazy from frame one because because of his performance. Like, mm -hmm. he looks psycho in that car when they're driving up the mountain. But the rest of the film is so brilliant. Like, you just really can't, you know. Yeah. Um, Did you guys other... see the? Uh, sorry, well, no, no. Go ahead. See the thread that somebody uh, just started, where I guess they're discovering that Jack Nicholson consistently like fourth wall breaks in The Shining, as they were slowing down uh, each uh, each I guess moving frame by frame. 
as he's moving through, he's always making eye contact even before he gets to the hotel. So I have not seen that. Uh, I just saw a great clip of him um, from the set of The Shining. I think probably from Kubrick's wife shot a documentary during that movie. That's like fascinating. And uh, it's him getting ready for like take 58 or something of the (laughs) act scene in the door. And he's like, clearly on coke and he's like jumping up and down and he's like he's like doing this and he's swinging the axe he's like murder and he's doing it's it's the best man actors are crazy and i love it uh do we want to give any other stephen king adaptations uh, oh like favorite uh, what would another favorite be man? stand by me, me. favorite yeah. for me uh sure. worst thinner like that movie's never garbage. seen thinner <laughs> it's I really I it's really bad i've never seen thinner i don't so much care for children of the corn i think that's like fine it's kind of um i like children of the corn one i'll stand by children of the corn one but yeah i liked it because i had a corn house or a corn corn house corn field by my house (laughs) oh yeah that's creepy for sure (laughs) i made out of corn so i love this fucking movie i mean i think i think the modern it should be in discussion of best the, those Fair. two movies. But the second one was not good. I think the second one is far superior to the first one, but I'm definitely in the minority on that. Okay. It's much better than the first one. Um, uh, people, you know, there's obviously the contingent of people who will get upset if you don't say Shawshank Redemption, but. Oh, you know. I mean, amazing. Yeah, it's a great movie. I just okay. like I maybe you all had this experience when you went to college. Like there were people who like they were like, well, this is my favorite movie ever made. And I'm just like, cool. <laughs> Julie on YouTube lets us know that Thinner is now on Max, oh, John. Nice, nice. Yeah. Not the cock. It's on Max. I know. <laughs> totally. Um uh Carrie. Really mean, good. Yeah. De-, De Palma. I mean, there's another like classic auteur director interpreting. You know, great source material. Um, speaking of De Palma. Speaking um, of. He's really good. Hold on. Sorry. I'm checking. <laughs> <Yes, laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say opinion. this for the record because I just watched Scarface. And like, speaking of the internet, John, <clears throat> there's like been this backlash against Scarface in the last 10 years, I think because bros really like it. But I'm watching yeah. Scarface and I'm like, this movie's effing brilliant. Like, it is a brilliant piece of cinema yeah. on so many levels. And De Palma was a genius. And I just want to say that. I, I have not it. seen it since it was tainted by frat bros in college. I it mean, I've seen it, but so it was, I saw it when I was like 18 just, and loved it. It is like, and, and I, I thought of it because you mentioned Carrie and like those two films feel so interestingly similar to me because... They were so close, like their style crossover. They're probably like, what, like two or three years apart. I'm trying yeah, to Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's what's crazy is that, yeah, Scarface is a gangster picture, but it is a visually stunning movie. Hmm. Truly. Yeah. 
Joe, you're an appreciator love- of cinema. Do I have your agreeance on this here? I can't tell. I, I love I love Scarface. De Palma is probably one of my favorite directors. I actually watched that uh, not on purpose, but uh, what was it? Two years ago. I can tell you the date. Uh, February 28th, because I was laid up in the hospital with a broken neck. And it was I was like, I'm fucking watching Scarface. I'm in the goddamn trauma unit. <laughs> and it I stayed awake the entire time and then fell asleep. It was that movie's fucking amazing. All right, I'll put that back on my list, rewatch list. It ca- it captures that era like so so perfectly, and you figure even without that, you don't get what Grand Theft Auto Vice City vibes, because that's reaching in the bag. Yeah, yeah, it's just an amazing movie, and it it bothers me that it gets like poo-pooed now because it's like dude are you kidding me like brilliant all right so what else we got it's people are too busy appreciating the shining miniseries apparently <laughs> right exactly the, the john i bet that venn diagram crosses over i'm just saying um <sighs> i don't know what this question means maybe you guys can suss this out for me would annie hardy from dash cam being the boogeyman make this better or worse? Oh, well, Dashcam was the movie he made between host and this movie, right? Isn't that what we decided? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I really was not paying attention to the beginning of the movie. This yeah, was no, directed I, by I the guy that did the host? Yes, Eric. <laughs> you son of a bitch. It's host, not the Just host. Just host, the, not the host. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what it is, the John. Host. <laughs> you have such a command... Uh, of that yeah. part of the show that it's the only time I really get to check out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just let myself fade away, you know? Yeah, fair, fair. Um, uh, Yeah, he directed Host 2021, 2020. And then um, uh, he had this thing called Dashcam that came out after, but we were discussing that we have not seen it. Apparently there was... Uh, Didn't we review Dashcam? Or no, that was no, that was the other Switch thing. Spree. Yeah, I, I, there's some drama associated, I think, with that actress that I don't actually know any background other than people do not like her. Okay, good enough. I love it. All right, next up on the gram. Was your childhood boogeyman a literal monster or a scary human male with a hat? <laughs> Again, mine was Michael Myers. And that's why I'm here doing this show now. Yeah. Why, why is this person coming for uh, the, uh, what's it called? The Babadook. We're, we're literally in pride. It's true. Mm-hmm. Man, it was weird seeing Joe Bob do the Babadook a couple of weeks ago. I was like, this is not the vibe I'm here for, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. That entire night, I uh, I read it. I was camping, and I came back to a lot of messages. Be like, "Ooh, everybody had a, had fun. Yeah, you guys enjoyed yourselves." Um, what were you afraid of as a kid? Didn't we Didn't we answer this already? Sure. <laughs> What's scarier these days, horror movies or real life? LOL. Well, it's real I mean, life. It's not even a contest. Yeah, definitely yeah. Real life. the horror here's movies a, are a break from the real life. Here's a good one from yes. Polly. 
Do you still envision spooky things in the dark at night? Occasionally. I do. If I have seen a movie which scared me, like I was actually pretty freaked out after watching um, Hereditary the other night. And I had a bunch of nightmares, like real bad nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't great. It'll get you. And the last Um, thing to do that to me was uh, Horror in the High Desert. I was real freaked out after that movie. When I am in an unfamiliar place and it's super dark, like, you know. Yeah. I still will walk up from my basement quickly. Like, I still get this feeling like something's going to grab my feet. (laughs) I'm 41 years old. At least you're not like walking backwards up the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. (laughs) I'm looking at you. Yeah. Uh, Levi says, is this your new favorite creature design? I couldn't tell you, sir. I couldn't see it. So there's definitely something. I think it's the CGI. I just can't fucking discern what I'm looking at. I have the same issue with video games where I'm like, I'm just looking at a bunch of kind of just a blobbish thing. And then it takes me like a minute for my brain to start to put together the image that's actually there. Yeah. It it also, Um, it was poorly lit as I think Eric was mentioning slash maybe edited. I don't know. Millions of dead brain cells says, why didn't they just turn on the goddamn lights though? (laughs) More importantly, happy birthday. Thank you. Really? There's several scenes where that's the answer. Yeah. What's well, worse? Or, or just get a bunch of really tiny candles. I don't know if you guys are having this thought, but those fucking candles that you had all over the floor, they were tiny and they would have been going out constantly. She had How? A thousand of them. Uh-huh. Half her day was just to light them. Yeah. And, and then, then relight them. By the time she got to the other end of the hallway, she'd be turning around to go, yeah, get more candles. Floor be super slippery from wax. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. Not good home care. Um, Slipping hit with his tripwires. Next up from <laughs> This Is Chris. What's worse, being alone in a dark basement or attic? I'm going basement worse. It's like cooler, clammy. It's kind of clammy down there, you know? There's a dampness. You're basement? Yeah, I think the basement too. See, see, attic, it's it's stuffy. The It's way too hot. And so you start to breathe a little bit differently. Y'all ever been hit in the face of the bat? It's the fucking worst. There is something. <laughs> you mean like, a, is, wait, you mean like a bat that's flying? Not the baseball oh bat? Not like a baseball bat. <laughs> there is something unnerving about this. You ever space, been hit with though. a baseball bat? <laughs> it's terrible. Like to your point, John, about crawl spaces, there's something unnerving about the space in the attic because it is so different and unnatural from every Mm -hmm. other space you ever are in during a day. Well, and here's what I'd say. Insulation. You don't want to step on that. So then you're getting like anxious. Like, Oh, so like my parents' basement, my dad has slowly been collecting plywood over like 50 years. So it's just plywood laid across like all of it. (laughs) Is it a dirt floor otherwise? No, no. Otherwise you're stepping on the insulation and falling through the roof. Oh, oh, you, oh, in attic. Sorry. I thought you were talking about the basement. I was like, oh, gotcha. Um, I think we have one more. Would this have been better if it was rated R? No. I'm gonna, I'm saying yes. But that's generally true. It just I don't know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have saved fully saved it, but it might have been more interesting, I guess. What they're gonna like so they do like a little bit of splatter on the first 
kid that gets killed, which then they describe as SIDS, which none of that then makes sense. And so I guess I'm assuming that's fear juice splatter, not <laughs> blood. But like, what else are they going to show? Oh, so you're okay. Hold on. That intro scene, you thought that was the SIDS baby? Yes, yeah. I think it was. But that baby yeah. was way too old to be a SIDS baby. SIDS is exactly. Like, yeah, okay. sorry. I probably didn't go into that. Well, because he of- says like, that's what they say it was, but it wasn't. I see. Um, look, you're probably right. It probably would have been equally as bad. As, well, isn't the R-rated version of this smile? I mean, yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. There's not much difference. Right. The difference in smile being like some of that more violent, scary yeah, stuff. Yeah, they, they, they did the sort of more violent, stocky kills. All I remember from smile this far out is the lady's upside down head. When she's like, she like comes up to the car and her head swings underneath. Oh yeah. I just remember when the woman comes to the other woman's house and then sort of does the walk over her couch and sort of yeah, chases the her therapist. down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. Like the therapist in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then the like super duper bad scene where the cop and her are in a car drive. There's a lot of driving around scenes in Smile, if you guys remember. Mm-hmm. So that movie's terrible. That's gonna do That's it. Gonna- <laughs> oh, go ahead. Oh, Joe, we got to get our answer here on our six degrees of separation. I've been trying to figure it out and I cannot, and it has me stumped. Okay, person who sent that, so. which I forgot because I have no memory, please give us the answer. <laughs> oh, it was Gina in the email. Give us, we Gina. need the answer. Damn, Gina. I want to know. Um, all right. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Bloody Good Horror. Thanks to all our YouTube viewers live commenting on the show if you want to check that out go to patreon.com slash bloody good horror and uh do we know what we're doing next week john yeah we're doing brooklyn 45 which is uh on shutter i don't know what that is me neither casey uh this is a casey john so we'll see it's on shutter we love shutter we're supporting joe where can people find you Ah, you can find me at Films at First Sight as well as No Film Left Behind. Both podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Love it. All right, that's going to do it. Hope you enjoyed the show and we'll talk to you next week. See you. Bye-bye. Still Casey shit. (laughs) 